Hey, this is Max, and you're listening to The Uncommon Truth, a podcast produced by the Father's House Church of Orville, where we talk about Christianity the way Jesus meant it to be. The Uncommon Truth is available anywhere podcasts can be found, so make sure you subscribe, leave a rating, a review, and let us know what you think so that more people can get involved with the conversations about Christianity the way Jesus meant it to be. Welcome to The Uncommon Truth. My name is Max. I'm the host, and you guys, once again, are the truth. Ooh. Uh, which one of you is uncommon and which one of you is I'd truth? be uncommon. Vicky's Uncommon and Steve's Truth together. I think more like Strange and Wonderful. Strange and Wonderful. I'm, I'm wonderful and you're strange? Yeah. Okay, good. Okay, there I'm we go. I'm not I'm sure uncommon. about common and uncommon. I don't think either one of us are very common. Oh so we're, we're on, on <coughs> audio only. We're on video. We're going to be everywhere soon. So if you're listening to this now, we're oh just boy. on our way up. And, uh, we're you blasting got a, the airwaves. you got a friend who needs to hear some Uncommon Truth. I'll put some links in the bottom. We can get him started. Vicky shares everything she can get. <laughs> she wants to be famous, so she's. Uh, you're already famous, but you're spreading spreading the good news for I'm us. I'm spreading the uncommon truth on my Facebook. We're actually using clips of you as an ad to get people to hear the message of Jesus. Because <laughs> of me so. and my fifteen thousand uh, friends. I don't yeah. have that many. I'm just kidding. It's <laughs> Steve's my only friend. <laughs> you got a friend in me. You well, got a friend in me. There you go. That's good. We we always have a musical number. It was we Toto, do. and yep. then it was Elton John, and yep. now that's is that Paul Newman? No. Paul. Uh, Paul, oh, Newman. No. Randy Newman. Randy Newman. Randy oh, Paul Newman. Newman. Yeah. Paul, Paul, Paul and Randy Newman are a little different from each yeah, other. Who's Paul Newman? Paul Newman is the the salad dressing guy and actor, right? Butch yeah. Cassidy. Butch Cassidy, and Sundance Kid. Okay. Yep. He's gorgeous. I, Steve in class today mentioned uh, Mad Magazine, and I knew what he was talking. You did about, how? So. It wasn't. It was gone by the time you were born. I have, I have a degree in history. I know he is also things. an American. Yeah, well, as I'm proud to the be an American. Did, the foreigners did not know. We got oh, some foreigners yeah. in the audience yeah. here. And it was shocking when I said Alfred E. Newman. The whole, it was just blank stares. <laughs> Every, you know, not everybody knows who that is, no, but no, I did. You so. did because uh-huh. you're old, Max. So, yeah, I'm, I'm old. I'm 33, but as my friend Erica says, I'm well into my 30s. You're so well into your 30s. Well into my 30s. This is my crucifixion year. So Oh, boy. Yeah, it's a little bit scary. Oh, boy. Hmm. Well, that's, mm. a, that's a light note right there. <laughs> <laughs> it's also a light note. We're going to be talking about the importance of forgiveness. Oh, today. Ooh, that's, that's a about good like one. equal so sign with forgive. About if, we, if we were going yeah. live, we'd be able to see the numbers of views kind of just drop. Like, <laughs> like a maybe not today. Lead board. balloon. Yeah. Yeah. Going over like a lead. We're Zeppelin. sorry. So uh, we're we're gonna be talking about forgiveness because a few weeks ago we talked about community, and we did we did the whole importance of being in a community instead of being a church of one, and I got to thinking, well, one of the hard things about being in community is obviously other people because you get <laughs> you get hurt by other people and and you have to yeah. you have to somehow figure out a way to keep going and good. and keep being together yep. and you can't really make it too far in a community without doing something that that makes somebody else mad or grates on somebody or having somebody do that especially in a community like this one where so many people are living close together working together we go to church three times a week together when we go when we go right yeah, when qu- so, we're not quarantine so that that sort of thing got me thinking about how important forgiveness is. Wow. And one of the things here on the Uncommon Truth, we we talk about Christianity the way Jesus meant it to be. So I wanted to ask, what did Jesus mean forgiveness to be like? Uh, is it just optional? I mean, 
<laughs> we hear we hear the stories, the parable of the unmerciful servant, right? And the the guy was forgiven a massive debt that he could never repay, but then he goes in and kind of smacks some guy around for a measly little debt. Um, and then we have Jesus saying one of the things that I actually didn't really know was there until I came here. But at the very end of the the Lord's prayer, he says, uh, forgive. If you want to be forgiven, you have to forgive also, right? And I could have recited the Lord's Prayer for you, but I couldn't have recited that part. So good. And that was something, Steve, you brought to my attention in in classes here in the School of Transformation. So I want to talk about that a little bit. Uh, what do you guys think is is the current state of Christianity on the, the whole forgiveness thing? Do, does anybody even pay attention to it? Is it, is it optional? What's, what's the state? So I, th- I believe most people think if they don't outright hate someone, they have forgiven them. Mm-hmm. That's good. And it's not really true. Um, in the vernacular of their daily day, day-to-day daily speech, they, they make it clear that they expect that person to be punished. Hmm. They'll get theirs. I'm not sweating it. I, I forgave them. God will get them. But God will get them because God looks out for me or my God's, you know, the one that repays, you know. Yeah. The Lord will repay. And they quote all those verses from the Old Covenant. But Jesus came with a new covenant. See, in the Old Covenant, forgiveness was really not even possible for an average human being. The blood of a lamb was not able to actually cause you to be forgiven. It was caused you to your sins to be foreborn, the forbearance of your sins. Okay, what's the difference? Yeah, what's that mean? Well, forgiveness is forgetting and wiping clean and a removal by God. God's mm-hmm. idea of forgiving you is that it's removing from memory. And as far as east is from the west, it's forgotten. And and the Bible actually says remembered no no more more. by by God. The forbearance is simply pushing off to the future because they were waiting for the Messiah. It's why we believe that everybody that we ever read about in the Bible was offered forgiveness. You'll be held like in a holding place and you, you too will be offered the mercy of God through forgiveness because Jesus. Jesus went into the grave, went into Hades and took the gates off, allowing all the captives to be free. So we believe he preached the good news of the gospel of yeah. forgiveness to them. And they were able to be forgiven. They had to deal with their sins in the future is what forbearing means. A big old bulldozer pushing trash into a heap at a dump. Most of us have seen it. Mm-hmm. It's pushing it away. Get that garbage away from me. And that's what forbearance is, and that's what the blood of a lamb does. Okay. But the blood of the perfect lamb, the, the, the blood of Jesus Christ, God in the flesh, forgives us of sins. It wipes it clean. And people think, in my opinion, it's just it's an absolute. The minute you pray and say you believe in Jesus, your sins are all forgiven you. And anything you do, they're all forgiven. The work of all your future sins are forgiven. So it doesn't... Whatever you do in the future is already forgiven, so it doesn't matter what you do. I think I don't think everyone believes that, but I think uh, many do, and it's becoming more and more common and accepted mm. because people say, "Oh, that's easy," and they accept it easily. Yeah, but I think tr- that's what I believed. Yeah, mm-hmm. the true uh, teaching of forgiveness by Jesus, and what I think is very clear for a, what what causes a Christian to be forgiven or not forgiven is whether they want the person to be punished for what they did to you. So someone does something bad to you, you they'll get theirs. 
I don't have to worry about it. I don't have to go sneaking, wait, lay in wait and beat them up. Mm-hmm. I don't have to try to hurt them in return. No retribution, no vengeance, because God will take care of me. Vengeance is my sacred and word, he, right? Yes, and he will punish them. But true forgiveness is saying to God, Lord, this person hurt me, and I'm asking you to forgive them. Don't ever let them be punished for what they did to me. I release them from the prison of the sentence of your vengeance. And I ask you to not punish them for what they did to me. To me, that's a very clear picture of what forgiveness really is. And when I've examined all the others, like you have to, if you didn't forget, you haven't forgiven. I just don't think that's even reasonable. And I don't think there is such a thing as a human being forgetting. I think that God himself says, I will remember them no more. But in the case of the wicked manager, he obviously remembered the guy's mistakes. Yeah, go into that one for me. So that's just paraphrase. Okay, so the, he forgave the guy. The guy, you know, guy, he called his debt. He, be, he begged him. He forgave him. So he went out and he found a guy that owed him a little. He didn't forgive him and he, and he, he, he held him for it. And the, the master said, should, heard of it and called him in and said, I forgave you big. Shouldn't you have forgiven? Hmm. And then he put him in jail and said, you will not get out of jail until every cent is paid. And every penny, what, yeah. when I ask Christians all the time, I do this. Do you think that it's possible that you could be forgiven of your sins and later on have your sins be put back on you wow. and be punished for them? 100% say no, because they don't know the story of the wicked manager who his sins were forgiven him by the master. But then when he didn't forgive, his sins were placed back on him and the punishment for his sins was placed back on him. Mm -hmm. And it's pretty clear that there's a story right there. And this is what he says. This is how your heavenly father will deal with you. If you do not forgive the sins of your, of your brothers and sisters of of others. Mm -hmm. And so it's a promise by Jesus. This story, this is how God's going to do it. He's going to forgive you. But then you must forgive or you won't be forgiven. The punishment will come back on you of what you've already been forgiven for. And he said it's the it's kind of the it's kind of the difficult sentence in that whole story. This is how your heavenly father will deal with yeah, you. It's wow. terrifying. Yeah, it's terrifying. So I want to know, did I forgive and who do I want punished? Who am I hoping will be punished? Mm-hmm. And and I'm hoping there's nobody. I've asked him to show me and um I want to know because I want to I want to go through the prayer and say, please don't punish them for anything they did to me. I'm okay. I'm recovered. I have joy in my life. I don't need their punishment to make my life better. Mm -hmm. So I think that's um, in a nutshell what I think we're going the wrong way out in the world, in the church world is to believe that it's just automatic that Jesus did all the work on the cross. Nothing I got to do. Except for that story and many more, you know, that say that's not going to work out. That might leave a red mark. So for forgiving for us humans is not for us to forget what's been done. It's not just a statement that we say. And it's also, according to Jesus himself, it's not optional, right? It's not optional. And people think that if you still feel the pain of it, you haven't forgiven. That also is crazy. Okay. I mean, some of the things people do. You'll never get over the hurt of it. Mm-hmm. The women who've been abused by, by elders when they were kids, how would they ever get over that? How would they ever stop feeling it? How would they ever forget that? Yeah. But the, the, it's, still, it's still required they forgive and not require punishment. And I think, I think that, quite frankly, everything when you take everything in the Bible about forgiveness, 
and place it in a nutshell, the most imp- it's clear that the most important thing is I don't want them to have to pay me or get punished, either one. You don't have to pay me retribution nor get punished. You owe me nothing mm-hmm. is the most important thing in forgiveness. And I think Vicki, who runs a lot of inner healing around here and really designed the formula for our inner healing, it will, will let you know that forgiveness is really the key to everything. Okay. Yeah. So be, before, I want to ask you about that, Vicki, but for people who haven't, haven't heard that term, inner healing. Yeah, prayer ministry. Okay, yeah. so can you just describe it real quick? What is what is inner healing? Yeah, real quick, um, we heard about it probably about 20 years ago, and um, what it is, is is we just forgot that the Holy Spirit is a counselor, and mm-hmm. he was there when you got hurt. He was there when I got hurt. So we just go into a room, and um, for me, I interview the person, and I never know where the Holy Spirit's going to take us. And oftentimes it's very much traumatic experiences that happened to us when we were young. And it warps our whole life. Yeah. Um, we're seeing with our recovery ministry that most people, are almost 100%, that are become alcoholics or drug addicts is because they were hurt as a child and no one ever really asked them how they're doing. So yeah. it went inward, so they anesthetized their pain. And when we found that out, we started dealing with, the, um, with that what, the, what we do is the Holy Spirit comes and shows you again the moment that you really got hurt. There's many moments in our life uh, in memories that we for, have forgotten that actually change our whole course of life. Mm. So what we do is we get the, the Holy Spirit allows you to get the pain out. So he kind of takes you back to that moment as a 9-year-old or 3-year-old or 7-year-old or 15-year-old. Yeah. And you again remember the pain and you just verbalize the pain out loud to the person. They're not there. But like for for instances, if your father, I'm really I can't believe you did this to me. You hurt me so bad. You know I always believed I was worthless. Whatever whatever the case would mm-hmm. be, and um, but and then the big the big thing is is a big but. It's, it's you know <laughs> the big but. I like big butts. Don't right? sing that song. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, the big but is like um, but after you've gotten rid of all the pain and the anger of the nine year old, the fifteen year old, but unless I forgive you, I cannot mm-hmm. be forgiven. So once the pain's out and you actually verbalize it, it takes away a lot, a lot of the sting. sting yeah. it, it, it doesn't have the um, position to, to, to run your life anymore. It starts taking away the control of the handlebars or the uh, steering wheel. So then it's like, but unless I forgive you, I cannot be forgiven because we know what the New Testament it, says. It ends up letting you out of prison. So, yeah, so we, then you see it's very, very um, universal what happens next when they do that. It's, it's, it's like significant. You see this weights coming off of their identity, their shoulders. Yeah. And then the next part of that is, and then Lord, forgive me for I have sinned too. Even if I was abused as a child or if I was, you know, things happened to me or a victim. The truth is I have hated, I have been unforgiving, I have wanted retribution or vengeance. Yeah. So I, I in turn have sinned as well. Mm-hmm. And I have, or I have left, you know, I, whatever. Anyway, so then it's Lord, forgive me for I've sinned as well. So you can't have one without the other. You have to have the forgiveness to the person uh, and then the forgiveness for yourself. And what I found being a Christian 41 years is Christians are are, um, notorious for saying they forgive someone. But every time you see see that person, the hair on the back of your neck stands up and you go the other way. You start sweating profusely. And that's a real good issue or signa- signal that you haven't forgiven them. Yeah. And unless, in my opinion, unless you verbalize all the angst and the pain, it's going to be very hard to forgive. It's kind of like uh, 
you know, we're just used to sweeping stuff under the rug Correct. and not dealing with it, right? And we stuff it. Until that stuff, you're, you're walking sideways because all the stuff that's under your rug. Correct. If you don't kind of sweep underneath that, take a good look at it and, mm-hmm. and deal with it. I think um, the first time we actually, um, Steve taught this, um, the importance of forgiveness on a Sunday morning, and we gave the Lord permission to show us anybody that didn't that we had odd against or unforgiveness. And I think Steve went to the grocery store that Sunday, and how many like everywhere you went, wasn't it? Incredible? Well, really, it wasn't just the grocery store; it was everywhere. Everywhere I went, it was like two or three weeks. I ran across two, three hundred people that <laughs> everywhere I went, I've come to a stoplight, stop sign, pull into a supermarket parking lot. People are walking in front of me that hate me, or I don't like them. You know that kind of thing. And, with so many people I had conflict with that needed to be released from my judgments, needed yeah. uh, needed to be released from my bad behavior, or they'd done me wrong and I needed to release them. And it was it was a lot of people over a period of weeks. It was a lot. They were everywhere. They showed up after that prayer. They showed up everywhere I went. It's amazing if you're yeah, if you're willing careful. to p- pray that. Really, yeah. honestly, to the to the listening um, audience, if you're willing to pray that, Lord, show me who who doesn't like me or who I don't like, because we act like we like everybody or love everybody. And I think um, I didn't say when you pray the prayer like I described a few minutes ago. It lets you out of a prison because when you hate someone or don't like them, they still control you. Hmm. So the abuse or the hatred or the anger, you're still in jail. And then once you forgive them, the uh, door kind of swings open and you begin the process of being free. Yeah. I always ask people, how long do you want that person that you really despise? How long do you want them to keep controlling your life? That's actually determined for you, you know? Correct. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And. Oh, I don't want nothing from it. Well, they, yeah. they are in control That's of right. your outcome. They're driving your car. And they don't even, they're not even aware of it. It's your hate for them. It's your, the actions they did are driving your future. Yeah. Let's break that off. Let's, let's stop that and remove their right to determine your future. And we were really, really late to the party on this one. I mean, we were, it was probably only 20 years ago, and we've been, you've been saved 25 years by the time we, we, figured out this nugget this is the most (laughs) significant thing in christianity Mm -hmm. and we didn't really know this until about 20 years ago and it's changed our lives and we and i think any of the any of the um success we have in the school or in life recovery ministries is because the the importance of forgiveness we know how very important is that we will not be forgiven unless we forgive Mm -hmm. so you detailed there a little bit what it's like the inner turmoil when you when you haven't dealt with that forgiveness Um, but what about for for leaders or christians going around trying to be the salt and the light of the earth can you even be the salt and the light can you be a servant of all if you haven't forgiven people well i'm going to defer to steve because he actually has a story regarding being a pastor and when this was really illuminated to him and um in front of everybody right I think you can be a lot of things. You can go a long way, and yeah. it's not this all-or-nothing thing. But, I mean, I had phenomenal fruit yep. before I moved to Spokane, phenomenal fruit in Spokane, come back to Sacramento, awesome fruit. Mm-hmm. We're walking, we're, you know, I, I'm hearing this stuff about the importance of forgiveness. It's driving me crazy. First time I heard it, I got so angry. <laughs> and um, Probably a lot of people are having that where they're driving. Right. You're right. breathing, right breathing or, profusely Yeah, hard. it yeah. was hard. And I... Wow. Like, you know, I didn't believe that anything could have a grip on me. I'm free, you know, I kept saying. I'm but, a Christian. But there Down were the so cross. many evidences in my life where, like, lose your temper. Mm. 
and then just be mortified. Like, why do I keep doing that? Even though I don't want to, I pray about it. I demand a don't ever my of myself, you know, stop doing this. Yeah, I'm, I'm out of control. I am, I am completely unable to stop it. So one time I was getting permits for a house in, um, uh, down in the county I grew up in. Okay. And I went to Auburn looking for the county building department, and I had to go through this little town of Auburn. And I pull up in front of the high school that I played against, you know, and I pulled up in front of their gym, and the name, they had named the gym for the coach who, when he was at my school, had done so much damage, Hmm. had been so cruel to me. And just, I mean, you know, when you see people act like this on TV, oh, that guy's so cruel, you know. Anyway, it was just straight-up cruelty. Um, And I had an extremely angry, violent reaction, physical, you Mm -hmm. know. And when when it was over, I said, man, there's something wrong with me. Mm. I I was so incensed at the memory of him and that they named the gym after him. So I drove on, got my, you know, did my permit work and everything and went back to Oroville and I'm the pastor of the father's house by then. And I just, you know, saying to the Lord, something's wrong with me. What, what is this? So I was very fruitful, but had all these evidences at sporting events, you know, anybody, any coach being mean to my kids. I wasn't going to let them be mean to my kids the way I, my parents let these coaches be mean to me. Yeah. So I, you'd lose your temper. I ended up in spoke in Toronto, and those this couple of girls sharing their ministry about inner healing, which I absolutely just don't believe in at that point. But I decide there's something wrong with me. I need to get to the bottom of this. There's you know as good as I am, and as how much as I love Jesus, I have these triggers that just go crazy and the one in Auburn was really bad I mean it was something that you don't want people to know about that you have those kinds of thoughts about another human being mm. and I didn't know I had him till I saw his name on a marquee you know 30 just, years after high school you. he just drove yeah, yeah it was crazy so I invited these girls to the father's house and they put on a kind of a seminar and at the end of the seminar they said pastor Steve would you be the one to give the guinea pig. The guinea pig. Let oh, us no. let us demonstrate to everybody what we're talking about. And you be our friends. you be our prayer because we think of the, where the leader goes, the church will follow. So they say, Lord, would you show Steve what's wrong? And I saw a picture of my parents. And I said, I, I show me a picture of my parents, but I don't understand that because I had great parents. I love my parents. I, I don't have a single memory of my parents hurting me ever. And uh, the girl said, Wow, let's ask the Lord why He showed you your parents. And, oh, my gosh. And, of course, it was that they didn't protect me from these coaches. I'd come home and tell them what they were doing to me. And it was four or five grown-ups picking on a ninth grader, you know. Yeah. It just was cowardly and all those things, you know. And yet you would think my dad would rise up and go fight them, you know. Mm -hmm. But um, he didn't. And they didn't. And they left me hanging for four years. And I saw this picture. And it affected me. And I had an amazing inner healing in front of my church <laughs> that scared the crud out of my church because it was it was also a kind of a violent reaction. And it was an introductory. Nobody ever had ever seen anything. Like they that. had never seen it. I didn't believe in it. And I didn't believe anything like this could ever happen to me. And when it was done, I was changed. I was Set different. Free. I was different. Mm-hmm. I prayed. They prayed me through forgiving these men. 
forgiving my parents for not protecting me, asking him not to let them be, you know, punished by it. And I imagine they were. I imagine I was distant, and I was one of those kids that the parents always say, we love him so much, but he doesn't come around. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he, it was weird. I always loved him, but I, I, I can see where I wouldn't call him on their birthdays, that kind of stuff. And oh, it was just, there was this distance, you yeah. know? Yeah, your parents. Yeah. And I imagine they prayed me through all of that. And, I, you know, the last 15 years, 20 years of their life, I was a much better. I called them all the time. It just completely changed it. Me and my dad became good friends. And he asked me to do his funeral when he knew he was dying. And he's Catholic, and I'm not. (laughs) And that's really strange. I mean, that was a big step. He must have held me in high esteem. But we were kind of estranged during all those 20 years. And I didn't know why. I didn't know what was going on. It opened the door. It was that stuff that was under the rug that you you had no idea. I had no idea, but that showed up in that inner healing. Mm -hmm. And... Man, started believing in it then. and I said, oh, there might be something to this. Yeah. And I was like, I don't, you know, then, you know, of course, oh, everything's going to change. And I go, well, we'll see. You know, I didn't believe it. So, but something changed. It was, it was a violently emotional response to the idea that my parents didn't protect me as a kid. And I never, ever had that thought once in my life that my parents didn't protect me. But after that, I knew that's absolutely the truth. That's that was the whole temper in my life was the frustration that I trusted them so much and they didn't come to my rescue. Mm-hmm. Good. And I forgave them and moved on. And at sporting events, I wasn't perfect anymore. I still wasn't perfect, but I had the ability to win. I had the ability control. to control myself. Right. Mm-hmm. When I got out of control because a ref was picking on my daughter. I was able to stop myself. I was able to pull it back. I was able to change. I even was able to apologize to the crowd. I'm sorry. I started getting really mad. I'm really sorry. Would y'all forgive me? You don't deserve that. You came to enjoy a game, and I'm freaking out. Never. I wouldn't even take responsibility for it before that day. That's horrible. Hmm. I didn't do anything wrong is what I'd say, mm-hmm. but I did. Yeah. So it's it's not just about it's not just about emotional hurts and stuff like that. There's also, like even in the parable, it was it was like money owed right? debt and the guy one guy was forgiven a giant sum and then uh he he failed to even forgive a small sum that yeah. was owed him right yeah um so vicky can you tell us about a time where where actually this whole forgiveness thing the rubber actually hit the road in terms of not just money like emotional work but actual like hit you right in the pocketbook yeah it was um it was i think it was 2007 2008 when the, the world economy crash basically the last time not this time this time this time i think (laughs) it's going to be quite quite a bit worse however um we have a lot of rentals uh around the father's house we owned a lot of properties because down here my husband was was really smart and bought a lot of you know uh dilapidated properties fixed them up and at our church we had a lot of people that were attend our church that were renting houses from Mm us um and uh, Steve was just in the process of um, editing his book. Was it which book was it? Living and loving Jesus. Living and loving, yeah. And he got so they owed us. They owed us probably tens of thousands of dollars at back rent, and they weren't paying us. And I was getting very angry, very bitter because it's like at least give us a hundred dollars, two hundred dollars. We have no money, and you yeah, know, you, you guys don't take salaries no, for being take, the yeah. pastors of the so church. So right? that was it, you know. So we live on. We were living on rentals and stuff, and. Uh, it was a Wednesday night, and um, Steve was really angry. And I had told him, "Why don't you? Do, let's just." He said he had to lean all the all the properties, including the people 
who um, went to our church. And I said, well, do it, man. Just send them a letter. I'm so, I'm so angry that they could just, you know, people who supposedly love us are letting us just drown. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, you see them on Facebook, you know, at Applebee's buying, you know, big meals or, you know, and, and yeah. you see that. When people owe you money, you notice where they're spending their money. <laughs> I think we all can say, yeah. oh, yeah. You know, and people on Facebook generation, they, you know, you, know you, you post everything. So he had gone home and was editing the chapter on, on the importance of forgiveness, and he read it again, and, and he, it is exactly what we're talking about, you know. Um, and so he felt very convicted to go to every person that, that rented our house and forgive them the debt of their past rent. And it was $60,000. $60,000. $60, yeah. So we... Um, he didn't. He didn't really run that by me, and um, <laughs> so we got home. And I was really getting, you know, I was really getting hateful and angry and bitter and all the things that come with unforgiveness. It really controls you. Controls you. So um, he told me, and I was like, well, you know, I don't. I think I responded pretty well. Do you remember? Phenomenal. She said. So I waited at the back door after I went door to door to yeah. the non-church members. I waited at the back door. And the people that came to church, I just said, I, I want to forgive you all the rent you owe me. Mm-hmm. And I, I you, you owe me nothing. Zero. And uh, she asked me, why were you talking to those families at the back of the church? And I, I said, oh, I forgot to tell you. Oh, I forgot to tell you. I had gone around and forgiven all the debt because it was starting to really harm us. And she said, you did the right thing. Hmm. It was a really good response. It set me free because I was waiting for her because she was mad. Like, you did what without asking me? And I said, well, I had to. The Lord compelled me. But she said, you did the right thing. And then the, the back part of that story, I'm not sure you even know. So we were losing our house. Our yeah. house was in foreclosure, and um, we could not, get a, we could not um, get a loan. Everybody's calling our loans. We couldn't pay it. Our ho- we couldn't. Because um, that was when the banks were flo- foreclosing yeah. on everything. Yeah, everything. everything. Yeah, we lost a So we had a first and a second, and um, they were calling to take our house. And we said, we, we, we don't know what to do. I guess you're going to have to take our house. And I mean, that was really hard. But mm-hmm. that, that's when we learned that everything was on the table. And um, it was $295,000, right, for the, the second or whatever. Mm. Was it two sixty dollars or two ninety, Something yeah, like that. I, we probably shouldn't say numbers. I but anyway, know. it was a lot of money. It was a lot of money. And we're trying to get a loan. Mm. And the uh, title company's calling us, and we're like, we just have no ability to do this. And you had just forgiven all these we, Three days these ago. People. Three days yep. ago, we had forgiven s- about 60000 So I think it was three times as much. So um, Steve called me, and he, you know, he, was, he was very broken. And he, we just stopped and prayed. We said, Lord, is there anybody that can help us? Anybody. And a man, a sweet man, who helped fund the Father's house and held the note on the, um, the sure. big church, mm-hmm. his face came to, to Steve's mind. So he's like, you know, I just thought of somebody, and, and I'm, gonna, I'm just going to call him. So this guy, he calls him, he says, oh, Steve, I would love to help you, because he, 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 gi- he gives money. Yeah. And, uh, he said, I'd love to ha- help you, but I only have 81000 83000 that's 83000 yeah. and I believe it was close to three hundred is what we owed. Yeah. Um, so he said, I, will, I would give it all to you. But I, I don't have a dollar more than 83000 So Steve was we- calls me, and he's weeping because someone actually believed in him because mm-hmm. we just felt so alone and abandoned and, and all the stuff that we had just dealt with for forgiveness. So he calls a title company, bank. and he, the bank, and he says, listen, um, I, a man is loaning me 83000 and he really shouldn't because I'm a, I'm a real high risk. 
Um, oh, it's it more it, the total was more than a hundred percent of the of value. Yes, loan to value was more than hundred percent. So the, the the bank comes back and says, "Well, can you come up with one hundred twenty-five thousand? And Steve had already said, "Listen to me, I cannot come up with one dollar more than eighty-three thousand. Yeah, there's no, I have no way. This guy shouldn't be doing it." So they said, "Well, can you come up with one hundred twenty-five? And Steve yeah. said, "Absolutely not. You're not nope, understanding sorry. me. I don't lie. I'm not trying to shyster you." Yeah. Um, so they she, the girl call said, "I will call you back." Yep. In a little while, right? Mm -hmm. She said, "Get we have to get an estimate of closing so we know what we're accepting. So I called the title company I'd done a thousand mortgages with, you know, escrows with. Yeah. They gave me the estimate real quick. I called them back and they said, we accept. And so we bought out 297000 with 83000 Nice. Yeah. So if you do the math, you can figure out what they forgave us. Yeah. That's the th time so they forgave us the rest. So yeah. you forgave first. Yeah. yeah. And then you were forgiven. Yes. We didn't forgive expecting anything. Nothing. We just forgave because in editing that chapter, we were convicted. I just kept reading, if you forgive, you will be forgiven. And if you don't forgive, you will not be forgiven. And I wasn't thinking in money terms. Yeah, I wasn't thinking of being forgiven money. Mm -hmm. I was thinking I need to be forgiven so I get to, heaven. to stand before God. I need <laughs> yeah. to be forgiven. Right. And the way I'm feeling towards these people, I'm probably going to be like that wicked manager and my debt's going to come back to me. And yeah. I've been I've been forgiven a lot in my life and I can't have that be put back on me like it was him. Yeah. So I said, I need to be forgiven. And the Lord laid it on me. Go go door to door and forgive these people. Mm -hmm. And I did. And That's my so wife cool. was we did, actually, because yeah. once I shared it with her, it was we were in it 100 percent together. Yeah. And for me, what it did for me, because again, we didn't do this. We never thought this would happen. We just thought no. we we're going to lose our house. Mm -hmm. And um, what it did for me, it buoyed my faith to believe that the Lord really knows what's going on. Yeah. We also had a, a piece of property that was um, was three days away from being on the after that. That was um, gonna, it was a beautiful piece of seven, that's seven acres, you know, where the where the, uh, the Zeppies live. Okay. And um, it was three days away, and people were calling us. From you know, because they saw the county that, that we we're going to be the foreclosure so, foreclosure on, on the county steps, and again, it was so amazing. It was it was a day before. Yeah, we literally took it off the day of, hmm. so the day before. Yeah, and then and he came, he came, and it's like so. I it's really funny because I don't really struggle with money issues at all now because I there because I started believing for a dollar, then five dollars, and fifteen, and then you know. 297,000, you know, yeah. it was, we just kind of dropped in our lap basically, or, you know, 80 minus 83. So I have no, I have no problem when the Lord tells us to do something, we just do it because we've seen it. Yeah. My, my, my trouble a little more with faith is, is in procuring healing, but mm -hmm. I, I, I so believe about finances and, and that was the input, that was all the residual, all that even was to say it was the residual of us forgiving like he forgave us. Yeah. It was amazing. And that's how you can both be at the point where Steve spends his mornings working on expanding a church in yeah. the middle of this next economic downturn, right? Yeah. You're out, we were talking last week, you jumped right off a tractor where you're digging a foundation for our, our expansion mm -hmm. and now jumped right in. We sw swapped out your shirts and now you're, <laughs> you're on a podcast right away. Mm -hmm. And um, so that's, that's cool. I, I like to see that. And I think that's a really good a visual of two, two different ways that forgiveness is actually really important and I, I know it's not like a formula it's it's not you're not saying it's a formula no, like do this so that you can get this but it's jesus says forgive 
and you you need forgiven we each need forgiven no matter what and uh, that that's just part of the process of being it's forgiven the yourself. most important thing after salvation in my opinion mm. is 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 keeping a real short accounts and you know we we in this community are sisters and brothers and what happens with sisters and brothers is you get in arguments and you know you don't get your way or you know you and so living so close to each other i think we really have developed the culture of of quick quick account and forgiveness mm-hmm. and stuff and when they don't forgive you know it's like we've dealt with something recently where someone didn't forgive for quite a few months and it was it 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 destroys yeah it's an it's a subversive undercover of the foundation uh, underground i guess and it puts cracks in your foundation it's mm-hmm. really bad your house won't stand yeah so we we kind of got i was going to ask you the question what's the first step for somebody forgiving but i think you kind of actually covered that when you were when you're talking about what forgiveness actually is right it's mm-hmm. asking them not to be held accountable punished right punished yeah. for what they did um so i guess what i want to ask now is does that mean once you've forgiven somebody that that you have to trust them again because no. that's the big thing that would be rolling around in my mind oh like, yeah so some I have girl to, who was raped or something yeah it's really absurd yeah. because mm-hmm. and and if you bring this if you use this example i i usually am, i mean Everybody knows that that can't be right. Mm. So, someone molests children, and they're a professional from a school or a ministry or a youth pastorate, and they molest children, and then they they go through forgiveness, and you forgive them. Well, then do you have them babysit your children? <laughs> yeah, a hundred percent of people would say, "Heck no!" No, of course not. Mm-hmm. So why does that not work with other things too? Yeah. Someone steals your money from your cash register. They're your trusted manager. You forgive them. They ask, they cry, they're so sorry. But then do you make them in charge of your cash register without oversight? Do you not put cameras over their shoulder? Do you not do anything? Because they already have a weakness to do that. Mm-hmm. They've already you know, practiced it and they're so... That trail has already been blazed for them, so it's that much easier the next time. And all of us know many examples of people who failed at the same thing over and over and over and apologized and repented, and it's all wonderful. I don't want them punished, but I don't want them being my money manager either Mm -hmm. or my babysitter or, you know, my daughter's not going out with a rapist. You know, Mm -hmm. that's not going to happen, even if I forgive him. Yeah. Yep. You know, guy and people have that. And these are real life things people have to deal with. I, I read all the time where uh, like a mother of a murder victim in, in, in the inner city puts their life on hold to go take care of the murderer, write him letters, mm-hmm. put money on his books in prison, tell him about Jesus and it's awesome. I mean, I have probably heard a dozen of those stories where someone went and extra, I mean, like extra measure to love the person that took their son or their husband mm-hmm. and and try to lead them to Jesus. And it, it is wonderfully redemptive, right? And I think it's awesome. But would you then trust them in the same way? I mean, even if you love them, probably not. It doesn't mean it. Now, if there's a supernatural time when a person is able to do that, that's really cool. But is it expected of everybody because those people were able to do that? 
I don't think it's the requirement. I think the requirement is that you not want them punished for killing your kid. Mm -hmm. And I know, I know of a man who went to court. Um, two two men helped his son OD, and then left him OD'd to die. He died. They ended up in court for murder, uh, manslaughter, mm -hmm. and he went and testified and said, "I don't want them punished for my son's death." Hmm. And I mean, that's superhuman. Yeah, but. You know, did he send his next son to be their best friends? No, he did not. Hmm. But he didn't want him punished. It, it didn't help. They went to prison anyway. But yeah. but it was amazing that he flew across the country to, to show up in court to speak for them. I don't want their lives ruined because the three of them are just really going the wrong way, and my son was the victim. Yeah. Now, I have a story about that too, actually. So the, the swimming pool, the indoor swimming pool at the camp that I used to direct this summer – um, was named the Candace Dirksen Memorial Pool, and Candace was a was a camper. Her parents worked at camp, and she she disappeared one day. It was like the talk of Canada for all. I think it was 1986, and she was missing for I think she was 15, and she, she loved spending summers at camp, and so uh, she was gone for a month. They couldn't find her, and they found finally found her body and. And actually, there was, I think, three different trials of people. Um, they, they found one guy guilty, came back years later, exonerated him, uh, found oh, a wow. different guy uh, guilty. And, um, and then I think they went back to the, the first guy again. It's, it's a convoluted story. But early on now, I know the, the parents of the daughter. I still know. And actually, my wife, Sherea, was in a small group with, with um, the two parents. And and they tell the story of the first week when they're still looking uh, and then right away after they the police had found Candace's body and they they had a friend from their church and who had lost a child too and the friend said now here's what you got to do you just have to dive into the bitterness and the grief and it's never going to leave you and all this and you have to wish for this person you know you have to go after justice you got to wow. make sure take justice into your own hands and wow and they just asked the question to this man like are we going to be like you if that's the case? How long has this been for you? And and this person was just a shriveled up wow. shell of a person. Bitterness. And that that was when they said they made the the decision. decision right to live forgiveness out. Wow. And it was even harder for them because they couldn't figure out who to forgive. Wow. But they just applied that forgiveness to each person, and uh, and and they are actually fruit fruit growing Christians right now. Love you it. know, bless like, them, Lord. Um, so I guess that's where I wanted to end this conversation and get the point of this conversation is it actually has effects on you. Set you free. Whether, whether oh, you forgive or not. Totally. Right? Set you free. We have one mm -hmm. instance in our, um, in our staff who, one young man who was with, was in our team and then he relapsed and, and did some kind of, all kinds of things. Mm -hmm. And he worked his way back through mm -hmm. forget we forgave him. He forgave himself. He worked himself way back into, and he's a, he's a, he's a staff member mm -hmm. and a lot of men follow him. So there is, there is places where you can actually, you know, um, get, get a uh, trust again right. in some areas. Um, but it is, it does set you free when you forgive. It's so amazing. The power of forgiveness is huge. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's one of those where when we say, like, Jesus came and he flipped the world system on its head, right? And yeah. you would think, okay, well, the way should be uh, back to the Old Testament, eye for, eye an, for eye an eye and tooth for a tooth yeah. and, and a sheep for a sheep or whatever. Mm -hmm. But uh, really that, that 
principle of forgiveness sets them free. Yeah, hundred percent. It, it sets you free, and and so I, that's why I really want listeners to, because it is uncommon truth. It uh-huh. is something that that you're not going to hear. And with the recovery, um, the recovery ministry, we see see all kinds of just horrible things done to humanity, women and men. And whenever Steve preaches this message, it's you just they line up like you mm-hmm. don't know what happened to me. And we're like, we're so sorry. Yeah, we're so we are sorry. so sorry. But through the prayer ministry um, department and, um, you know, the the availability of a prayer ministry, uh, you know, and little by little, you know, you pull them back the onion, pull them back the onion, pull them, you know, mm-hmm. and it, you, you see the people three years later and they don't look, they don't look the same because of yeah. forgiveness. The the most common blockage I get in someone forgiving someone else is they don't deserve it. Mm. Right. And I think that's one of the hardest things about today's Christian beliefs. Who deserves forgiveness? <laughs> I don't. I yeah. don't. And so when it comes, good. they don't deserve forgiveness, and neither do I. We should all pay our debts. But Jesus does not require that I pay my debt if I allow his blood to cleanse me from every unrighteousness. Mm. But I have to then forgive the undeserved debt of others yeah if my undeserved debt gets forgiven i have to then give forgiveness to the undeserved or i end up having it back on me Mm. the consequences and that's that's uncommon and i hope i i know that's been a big part of my change is learning to read the bible the way it's actually written instead of just um as you say, cherry picking or different things, Uh right? Bumper sticker Christianity. And, and I think there's power in that. So that's why we have this podcast. That's why we, we mind you guys for all your Mm -hmm. wisdom every week, make you sit in, in uncomfortable chairs, switch up the the set every week. We tell, tell Steve how to dress. I love it. We're we're both in great. They uh, dress me every week. Yeah. Well, Vicky bought my shirt for me. Oh wow. I bought everybody's shirt. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. You bought all of us our shirts. How about you look? No, everything but the hat. So, yeah, this is my this is my I got I'm trying to get a different he's, hat every broadcast. He's wearing broadcast, a Chicago Cubs uh, hat. No, no, this is a Colorado a Avalanche. Chicago yeah. Cub. The C is for Colorado. I think Colorado. I think you're mistaken. Chicago Cubs. Colorado Avalanche. It looks Cubs. like the third eye of uh, Eastern religions. <laughs> no, I mean I'm I might want to take it off and look at it because you said that, but With I'm the going triangle to re- and everything. It looks yeah. like I'm something going to forgive bill. you for it that. Looks, looks like he's going to forgive us. Lord, don't, don't let the Cubs and the the all-seeing eye. He's a Cub fan. Would that make you a cyclops? (laughs) Well, funny story. I did get shot in the head with a paintball right in the middle of my head once. um, But that's probably. Might have been wearing that hat. (laughs) I got shot in worse places than that. Wasn't wearing it a hat. But I think we will. (laughs) Every time we always kind of come in for a landing and then then just crash it all together, don't we? We're like Top Gun, where we kind of land the plane and then we're back off again. So well, we hope you were able to get stuff out. Yeah, I hope this helps. And if you have questions, uh, call Max. Max. Yeah, so you talked about your book, and we, we've got that. The link is in the, the show notes for the podcast uh, and the, the video You're on awesome. YouTube. You can find uh, the show. You can find it anywhere podcasts are. Uh, the new today for this show, if you go to uncommonpodcast.com, yes. you can get to the podcast. So if you're using an Apple phone, it'll take you right to Apple Podcasts. Oh, if you're using awesome. an Android phone, for whatever reason you would do something yeah. like that, we it'll take know. you to Google Podcasts or Spotify. 
Uh, and yeah. Say so it again. What's uncommonpodcast.com. Uncommonpodcast.com. So, yeah, we will. We will. Steve, that's Steve language for let's get Wrap a move it up. On. So we will do that. Oh, yeah. And I'll see you guys next Thanks, week. Thanks, Max. Have a great week. Uncommon Truth. Appreciate Thanks, guys. It. Amen.